Hello and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Yo, yo. What's up? How are we doing? Pretty good. 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 Wednesday's here. Another week in the books. Half about halfway through. Yeah, I'm uh I'm actually excited for tomorrow's game. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. It's this is gonna be a a fun Thursday night game. If Baker plays, if Baker plays, if it's Kyle Trask, then then, then good God. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, we will. Uh, we will obviously dissect that. We will dissect uh, the rest of the games, whether it's nine or seven. Who the fuck knows? Yes, who who knows? You Adam know, said it was nine. I said it was seven. So we're gonna find. We're gonna find out. Who's counting? Who's counting? All that matters is that we talk about everything. Um, let's get into that Buffalo Bills game and they're home against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As you know, this is the AFC home game show. And as Brad alluded to, there's a chance that Baker Mayfield might not play. There's also a chance that Chris Godwin might not play as well. Uh, he had that neck issue. He popped up kind of a surprise on the injury report with that. Yeah, but he was he was limited in the walkthrough on Tuesday, and then he did log a full participation on on Wednesday. Then was listed uh, as questionable for for this game. So the full participation to me says that Chris Godden will play, and much the same story really for for Baker Mayfield as well. With with the knee, did not practice, logged a limited participation with the walkthrough, and then did practice in full Wednesday. Both listed as questionable, um, barring something completely unforeseen. I think both will will end up playing but of course we'll cover we'll cut co- well i'll cover what happens if there's no baker mayfield if there's no baker mayfield the only buck that i would be comfortable starting is mike evans outside of that nobody else there we go oh well that's gonna suck <laughs> and, and even then it. even then i won't feel great about it like mike evans right now in the ranks which by the way this week i was out of 187 i was 70th this week in the accuracy so wow look that at was you. pretty good that was pretty good then last week because i figured out how to look I, I finally figured out the tab of how, of how to see it uh last week i was 44th oh that's was 40, pretty cool i was 44th uh mike evans is my is my wide receiver 14 right now which would obviously plummet if there is no Baker Mayfield, Chris Godwin, my wide receiver, 24. So both in the startable range um, with Baker, without the only Bucks receiver that I'd be comfortable starting is, is, is Evans. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, Dawson Knox also is, he's out. Yeah, he's out. This game. He's out. So fire up Dalton Kincaid. Fire him up. Absolutely fire him up. This is the the moment that anybody who's been real super patient with Dalton Kincaid uh has been waiting for. My tight my tight end eight this week. Uh, I I love him. I, I absolutely, absolutely love him. Even though the Bucks are stingy against tight ends, they're very, very good against the position. Have only allowed 60 plus yards to the position twice this year, week one and week seven. Outside of that, they've been great against against tight ends. Haven't allowed a touchdown in the time position this year yet either. But Kincaid by himself should see a lot of time on the field with Josh Allen. That obviously helps 
yeah, yeah. Kincaid, my tight end eight this week, fire him up. Yeah, and I think start sit's pretty easy for this game as well. Um, and you kind of already covered it with the with the Bucks, where it's like start everybody with Baker, don't start anybody without aside from Mike Evans. Rashad White, there's definitely a conversation to be had. Like, I don't know, you know, what your better options would be. Like, I'm just looking at my ranks for like the waiver guys of maybe someone you could have picked up, but I mean, the only two that jump off the page immediately would be Kareem Hunt, Deonta Foreman, in terms of like the the clear cut waiver guys, and they're still behind Rashad Henderson. Uh, Rashad White, comfortably in full, in full half, half definitely closer, but but in full, it's still it's Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White has a lot of PPR upside, and that's really been saving him. Right, that that's definitely been saving him, and especially on a podcast where it is very full point PPR centric, um, that. That helps, but in half, it definitely is a lot closer, and there definitely is more of an argument in half to start the likes of Kareem Hunt and and Deonta Foreman for sure. But Hunt and Foreman are both top twenty four players, and if you were to go that route, I w- I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, well, especially because it's Thursday, and you know you don't want to have to think about Rashad White laying an egg. Well, because it's Thursday, and if you look at the the rushing numbers for Rashad White on on the year. Rashad White has done essentially absolutely nothing in the ground game. He's only averaged over four yards a carry once, and it came against the Chicago Bears. He goes up against the Buffalo Bills, who, I mean, they have bled points to the running back position. They've bled touchdowns to the running back position. They've allowed five in seven weeks. Uh, But this is, you know, they're going to Buffalo, a tough environment to, to go into. And honestly, I mean, I know Jake Jake covered this um, covered this. I believe on the I believe it was on the mailbag. I'm I'm not quite sure, uh, or it may, actually, it may have been on the uh, the NFC show that's coming out uh, on Friday. That the Bucks have just taken what seems like a huge step backwards a little bit, and I I would agree with them that they may have come back down to earth just a little bit, and maybe that this version of the Bucks is what we should have had all along. But I mean, Buffalo has Buffalo has definitely taken a step back for sure as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what team uh, comes out and plays uh, their best uh, Thursday night, the Bucks or, or, or the Bills. Yeah, and I'm sure you said it, but you know, uh, Buffalo is pretty vulnerable against the run. Yes, and so and like Rashad White also looking at his like yards per carry numbers. They're only just a shade under his career. He's all, he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry this season, and his career yards per carry is 3.5. So yeah, that's basically his his number, like you said. Yeah. So, like, it looks bad, and it is, but I mean, that's just kind of like how it is with yards per carry for him at the moment. Because yeah, the amount of times and I was watching a little bit of that of that Falcons game on Sunday, the amount of times that they would like run the ball with Rashad White and it would literally just be like in a sea of bodies for two yards. Yeah, but it also doesn't help the the box offensive line is is very 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 banged up. Yeah, but whose offensive line is actually good at this point in the season? Like the offensive offensive line depth is probably hit like an all time low at this point. Uh the best teams in the league have their offensive line still intact. The Chiefs, 
the Eagles, the 49ers. I'm sorry. Elijah Vera Tucker is out for the season. So not all the best teams. The league's best offensive lines. (laughs) I had to get some. We're not talking about the Jets, so I had to get get something in there. And you're smoking Uh, crack if you think the Jets are are on par with with those offensive lines. <laughs> yeah, good, but not great. But um, for Buffalo, you know, well, I mean, do you want to talk about anything else with Buffalo? Or is there I, anything I mean, else that you're, needs to you're really starting, be said? You're starting the usual band of characters. You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting James Cook. Uh, James Cook, nice. He needed that week last week, and he, and he, and he got it. Nice little week for James Cook against the Patriots. You're obviously starting Stephon Diggs. Uh, there is a case to be made for Gabe Davis. There's definitely a case if you if you wanted to go ahead and do it in in, in deeper leagues because if you look at the the home road splits for Davis, definitely more productive when he's been quote at home. Considering his biggest game of the year, six for a hundred and a touchdown, came against the Jaguars in London. So, but he they were listed as the home team, but. The other home games that, he, that he's played in this year, three for 21, uh, terrible versus versus the Giants, three for 61 and a touchdown versus Miami, six for 92 and a touchdown versus the Raiders back in week two. So the, the big Gabe Davis games have come at home. So if you want to take your gamble on that, then in 12 team leagues, yeah, I could see, you know, I, I could see a world where you would go ahead and start Gabe Davis, but very, very risky floor, non-existent ceiling. Tremendous. All right. Next up, moving on to Sunday. We have the Arthur Smith Bowl. Oh, I know. <laughs> For those, it's it's audio, but Bird just gave me the ah oh, fuck. I don't want to do this right now. Everyone Look. who's listening to this podcast could have felt the eye roll that I just gave. Yeah, <laughs> I felt that all the way over here in Good. Utah, two two thousand miles away. Good. All right. I mean, what the hell do you want to tackle first? I mean, Will Levis, Will Levis making his NFL debut at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, we knew the, the Titans were going to have to do it at some point. Like they were going to have to assess and see what they have with with Will Levis, and it's it, it, it's it's time. You're not starting him, though. You're not starting him. No, 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 no chance. Okay. Well, that's definitely not what I was going to ask because that's. That would be very bad. But like, what does this mean? I think just judging based off of Malik Willis, his debut last year, at least it's good for Derrick Henry, but it's not great for anybody else. Like, I don't even know if this is great for Derrick Henry. I don't don't know what's great for Derrick Henry. The offense stinks. Yeah. The offense stinks with Ryan Tannehill. I think the offense is just going to continue to stink. With Will Levis, Malik Willis, whoever the hell it's going to be. Um, the good news for Derrick Henry and the argument to keep rolling him out, A, is that he's Derrick Henry. And B, the Atlanta Falcons don't blow teams out. And and, and that's when Derrick Henry is kind of phased out. And that's when they go to Tajay Spears is when they're down 14, 17 points. The Falcons don't blow anybody out. So that's good news. But... Is there potential? Is there blowout potential here? Yes, there, there definitely is. Yeah. Well, if it's the good Falcons that show up instead of the 
the bad road team Falcons. They're, Who knows? They're, 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 they're just the Falcons. <laughs> they're just the fucking Falcons. I guess uh, they're worse than the damn Saints, and we all know how much I hate the Saints. They're worse. Man, you really just the NFC South. Just you just hate half of them. Uh, you, could you, Car- lo- you could put Carolina in that group too, but they have like they have my guy Adam Thielen, great guy, love him. But yeah, Tampa, Tampa's like the only team that's nice that's nice to be in the NFC South because of Young King Mike Evans, great guy, love Mike Evans. Won me many championships. I love that man. <laughs> You'll never hear me say a bad word about Mike Evans ever. I know, I and I never have, and I never will. He's a he's a sweetie. Yeah, just and then, I mean, I think we probably said what we need to on the on the Titans. I'll, the, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll, I'll summarize this perfectly for Derek okay. Henry before we move on to the receivers because there there is a huge conversation that has to happen with these receivers. If you have better options, right? Like I am in a league where I'll, I'll just read out one of the spots where I have Derrick Henry, just to give you an idea of just kind of what I'm talking about when I say this. I have Kenneth Walker, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, and Derrick Henry. That's that's wow. my running back room. What are you playing like an eight team league? No, this is uh, a super flex. Oh. Oh, so if you have that and you have that, if you have that bevy of riches, go, you could sit Derrick Henry, but odds are a lot of people don't have that problem and you may have to start Derrick Henry. I think this is definitely a matchup where you could do it. And it's at home for the Tennessee Titans too, where it's definitely helpful. Yeah. And I mean, the receivers like. We're not going to get a good evaluation of what DeAndre Hopkins is going to be like for the rest of the season. It's Will Levis. It's a you know, it's a rookie making his NFL debut. who's supposed to be a project. Yeah, yeah, and and they could definitely lean on Derrick Henry, but it's scary. It, it definitely it definitely is a, a scary scary proposition to go ahead and do it. God, if, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I know we talked about this like a couple weeks ago, but if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I am kicking myself that I did not sign with like New England or Kansas City or whatever or any other team besides this. You can't start DeAndre Hopkins. No way. No way. Out, 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 out. The 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 concerns about DeAndre Hopkins have been firmly realized. And I talk up Jake when he's right. I'm first top on him when he's wrong. He was wrong about this one. The, the 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 fears about DeAndre Hopkins have have definitely come true. DeAndre Hopkins, my wide receiver, forty five this week. You cannot start him. Yeah, it's just not stable. Like, no. how many times are they really going to throw the ball even in this game? Uh, it's a great question. It definitely it definitely is a great question. You can't start him until you know what Will Levis is. Yeah, now, and that might there, not be for a couple games. That Will Levis could rely on him, and could he get a shit ton of targets? Yeah, a- absolutely. That's definitely possible. But I want to see it first. And right now, Hopkins, no, you cannot start him. This could be like a like a Trace McSorley situation where Trace McSorley was giving Hopkins like 15 targets a game last year when he was starting for for the Cardinals. 
No, that was Colt McCoy. Oh. Colt McCoy was giving him the 15 was, was giving him the 15 targets a game. Trace McSorley was not giving him the 15 targets a game. Oh, I guess I had that. Well, actually, I should know that because Trace McSorley is the reason that I survived in the guillotine in the playoffs last year. Yeah, fuck Trace McSorley. Fuck him. <laughs> um, yeah, you you cannot start DeAndre Hopkins. No. No, 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 no. And there's no other Tennessee Titan that I'm comfortable starting either, for what it's worth. Yeah. All right. Now, Atlanta. Yep. So you're probably not starting Desmond Ritter no. at this point. No, absolutely not. Desmond Metter, no. And Bijan Robinson, full participant in practice. He seems to have gotten over his headache or illness or whatever it is. They're still saying it's an illness. Um, uh, Officially, they're saying it's an illness. I think it is a headache, right? Yeah. Illness. Illness. You're, you could still start him, but I, I'm I'm lower on him this week. He's my RB15. I and not, well, And this is not a reaction to last week. This is more of a reaction to... Uh, Tyler Algier. This is a reaction to the opponent. Titans are great against running backs. They're great against stopping the run. I- I'm just lower on 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 Bijan Robinson this week. He he's not uh he's not a top ten guy for me this week. When, you know, when I'm looking at uh, some of the other running backs that are that are in everyone everyone's here this week. There are no buys. Um, you know you're looking at Jameer Gibbs who's got a great matchup versus the Lions. Uh, Kenneth Walker who's been awesome Hold on. this year. Matchup against who? Jameer Gibbs. Oh, the Raiders, against? excuse me. Raiders, yes. the Raiders. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, the fuck? Uh, thank you. Jameer uh, Gibbs Kenneth... not happy about his usage, so he's going to go to the other team. Yeah. And... <laughs> Kenneth Walker, who's been awesome. Raheem Mostert, who's been awesome. Uh, Saquon Barkley, who, who when he plays, the top, he's a top 10 guy. I mean, I can't, I cannot reasonably put B. John Robinson above any of, the, any of those guys. And then Josh Jacobs as well on Monday night. Jonathan Taylor, who just looks like he's getting better and better as every, as every week passes. I can't start Bijan over, over those guys. So my RB fifteen, but you start him as a as a higher end RB two. Can he outperform that? Absolutely, no doubt about it. And can he be a top five running back next week? Yeah, but and you also got to look at the fact too that his red zone usage terrible, non-existent, literally. Yeah, yeah, completely non-existent. So he's yeah, he's got more looks. I feel like in the red zone as a receiver than as a yeah, running back. Yeah, yeah, it's as awful, terrible, shitty as it is to say. Yeah. It's it's the truth. And I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, as we once we go into January and we're, you know, looking back on the season and looking at Bijan Robinson's usage and having that larger conversation, conversation about like what the hell? Or even like as we approach the end of the regular season into the fantasy playoffs, like what's the what the hell is going on with his usage? Like what it doesn't. It just really doesn't make any sense. Bijan Robinson, when he was at Texas, he was an every-down guy, one of the best running back prospects out there, ever and ever. ever. And you know, they now he gets drafted to Atlanta, and they're like, "No, no, you're not." It's, it's just classic Arthur Smith. He's better. He's better at using guys off the street than he is at using first-round assets. I don't know why they had they have first-round picks. Just trade them. Yeah, me neither. Just trade them. You're, be- you're better uh, off just keep keeping on signing guys like Mac Collins on a- on one year deals, because those guys will get more run than guys that you spent that you spend top ten picks on. Three. Well, granted, actually, actually well, Kyle Pitts. It's like, oh yeah, great, whoopee. Kyle Pitts has, has started to come along. They realize, oh wow, Kyle Pitts is actually really fucking good. 
uh, Drake London too. But now it's like, oh, but uh, Bijan, hello. They it just never, never with this team. There's no happiness. And my new rule for next year, it's very simple. No Atlanta Falcons, unless Arthur Smith is fired. Simple. Yeah, I'm probably going to be in the same boat as you. I mean, listen, I'm... But then that's when he rides Bijan Robinson and Bijan becomes a top three running back. And we're all sitting here and saying, well, missed the boat. Go figure. I'd be happy for him. But like, listen, if I dra- if I was in the same situation that I am this year as a manager who has Bijan Robinson on my team, it would probably still be the same boat. I'd still be in the same boat. Adam, at least you didn't publish an article that said Bijan Robinson was going to be the RB1. That's true. I'm feeling pretty damn stupid. Yeah. Thanks, well, Dr. Smith. It's funny because the pieces were there. The fit was there. But Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was like, no. Nope. Nope. Oh, this is like, it, I mean, the Falcons, if you have Tyler Algier, who's a thousand yard rusher already, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to draft Bijan Robinson over other needs and then not use him. Right. Just a wait. Just a waste of talent. Right. At this point. Um, okay. I'm off my soapbox. Drake London, though. You know the Falcon or the uh, the Titans. You know, you can't run on them, but you can throw on them. Yes, you definitely can. And, and you know, for like the 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 sadness that we have around B. John Robinson, it's been better for Drake London. For sure. And I mean, if you look at really his his games and his finishes and full point PPR, they they haven't been bad. They've been flex level, which which is okay. Because what were the expectations that we really had for Drake London coming into the year? I think everyone for the most part is pretty down on Drake London, given you know Desmond Rudder. But last three weeks, he's been really good. He's been really good, you know, at 21.5 against against Washington. And this is another opportunity for for Drake London to have a really, really nice game. And and as Adam pointed out and correctly pointed out that this is an opportunity for for Drake London to have uh, to have a pretty nice day. I have Drake London in my ranks, my wide receiver, 29 uh, flex level play. Uh, You can go ahead. You can go definitely go ahead and start him. I I definitely I, I see the appeal this week with with Drake London for sure. And then Kyle Pitts, you're starting Kyle Pitts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I doubt you have anybody that's 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 better than him. Uh, but if you you know if you picked up Kyle Pitts off of off of waivers, you know if he was dropped, you're you're feeling pretty happy with with what you've gotten out of Kyle Pitts since since you've had him. Uh, considering you know the last the first four weeks he was he was pretty terrible. Um, it, it just feels like that maybe maybe I say this very 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 cautiously, of course, but. Even with the dud, so to speak, last week versus Tampa Bay, it just feels like that there's something maybe potentially cooking there with with Kyle Pitts. And by the way, the, the best two games they've had this year, Houston, Washington, have both been at home at Atlanta in Atlanta. So you can pass on the Titans. Kyle Pitts has two best home best games of the year at home. Yeah, you start Kyle Pitts constantly. My tight end ten this week. Well, I mean, the Falcons are on the road, though. Oh yes, I, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm look. I'm looking at week nine versus the versus the Vikings when that when they're at home. You still start. You still start. Point your okay. <laughs> I was like, we just talked about the Titans having a good game at home, yeah, and then point, you're like, what? <laughs> point point remains the same. You could you could still start Kyle Pitts against a very suspect Tennessee Titans secondary. All right, 
It's awesome. because literally I have my cursor on week nine Minnesota Vikings. So my eyes immediately went to that. <laughs> All right. Um, next game, the New Orleans Saints and the Indianapolis Colts in a Super Bowl rematch from um, almost 15 years ago. Sorry for making you feel old. Yeah. So 2000, 2009? Yeah. Jesus. Colts beat the Jets in the AFC Championship game where the Jets were leading at halftime. But that's besides the point. Yeah, you are making me feel old. Thanks. Yeah. Um, New Orleans coming into Indianapolis. I do also remember another matchup from these teams. Remember the year that Peyton Manning got hurt and the Saints dropped like 62 on the on Sunday Night Football? I do. That was fun. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so for New Orleans, it's probably going to be Derek Carr again. Yep. Um, he's fine. He's healthy, healthy in quotation marks, but healthy enough. And uh, Taysom Hill is on the injury report, and so is the bouncer, Jawan Johnson. Love but bouncer. Like, Great guy. Yeah. But um, I mean, for New Orleans, it's pretty much you know carbon copy. I think of what we said last week. Or at least what you and Jake said last week about starting and sitting, guys. Ah, I actually feel kind of okay about starting Derek Carr this week if you have to in a bind. Because Derek Carr the last three weeks has been, he's been okay for the purposes of of fantasy. 15.4, 16.2, 17.4 points. Granted, in, in those matchups as well, you know, you had two two games where he dropped back 50-plus times. The Colts, we, we know the story with the Colts. Much the same as, you know, what we were just talking about with, with, with the Tennessee Titans. How, in the air, they are absolutely very, very, very prone to, to being beat. And number one receivers have, have very good days against against the Indianapolis Colts. Well, not, not Amari Cooper, apparently. Um but yeah, I think I, I could see a, an opportunity for you to start Derek Carr, but just beware, he stinks, and you could see a stinker uh, potentially coming. But in all seriousness, the the production the last couple of weeks from a fantasy perspective has been there for for Derek Carr. You just need the volume to still be there, and if you go off of the fifty and fifty five dropbacks he's had the last two weeks, then it could potentially still be there. It this week just need the Colts to keep it competitive yeah um and then Alvin Kamara is still gonna get his 12 catches a game it seems like I'm surprised that he's not the leading receiver for the uh for the Saints as opposed to Chris Olave he has 50 wait is that 69 oh no, no that's carries never mind no he's got 35 catches I believe yeah, 35 catches. Chris Olave has 39 catches, which is wild. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Chris Olave has played three more games than, yes. than Kamara. Is Chris Olave going to play? Uh, I I believe so. I believe so. I don't see... I don't see anything that says that Olave is not going to play, given the, the, the situation that that he has and dumb, uh, dumb, 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 dumb. And I know that, you know, I, I, I jumped on, you know, Jameson Williams got some heat for that. 
because it's a guy that I didn't like, apparently. Well, Chris Olave is a guy that I love, and I'll be the first one to say that was absolutely stupidity. And the video that was that was released, it just, it's, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's trying, to get, trying to get out of that saying, oh, yeah, I play for the Saints. Fuck you. Yeah, that's weird. That was that's, dumb. It, it's, it it's, is it's, dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's a stupid decision. Hopefully, Chris Olave can can learn from it. But as far as I'm aware, there's nothing that says that Chris Olave is going to to not play um, in this game, and you still you still start him uh, per usual. And Alvin Kamara, you know, same thing. We can cover that base. Uh, you start Alvin Kamara. He's my RB two this week. Alvin Kamara over Eckler. First time that I've had Eckler uh, when he's been healthy. First time that I've had Eckler lower than my RB2 for the week in full point PPR. Wow, that's wild. Because like we said, no buys. <clears throat> so basically, yep. it's your top three is McCaffrey, I assume. Yep. McCaffrey, Kamara, Eckler. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Thought. I never going, thought. Never would have thought. Crazy this year. He's like, yeah. No. Well, I did say it was a possibility. And, it's some true, called but me, and some called me crazy. Maybe a little more than some. Some called but... me crazy. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are in the year 2023. Alvin Kamara is a better running back in full point PPR than Eckler. For this week. Well, for this Eckler's, week. Eckler's also been hurt, and he's still working his way back. I, I, I wouldn't jump on that too, too quick. I said still for, this, his I way said for back. this week. I said for this week. For this week. Still working his way back. But have to call it for what it is. Kamara's been great. Yeah. And he's getting the volume. And this is exactly yep. what we were hoping for. Yes. As far as upside. Yep. Um, And then, yeah. Anything else? I mean, oh, you can start my- Michael Thomas. You can definitely start Michael Thomas. Yeah. And then deep in deeper leagues, deeper leagues, I kind of like Rashid Shahid too. Yeah, he's definitely more 12 of a... 12-team deeper, and then in like in, in deep dynasty leagues, you could definitely go ahead and start and start uh, Rashid Shahid. And please, for the love of God, do not start Taysom Hill. I, 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 I don't... You know what? I'll put a challenge out there. If anybody starts Taysom Hill... And Taysom Hill scores this week. Take a picture of it in your lineup. Send it as send it as a question to the mailbag. Put the subject line Taysom Hill. You get a question asked. You'll get a question on next week's mailbag if, if you do. <laughs> All right. I forget who the hell I did that with. The hell was it? It might have also been Taysom Hill. No, there was somebody else. There was somebody else on another mailbag that I that we challenged someone to start. It actually might have been Baker Mayfield. It might have been. I have to go back into the archives. It was like one week one or week two. Yeah, it was. It was early. I just. Re- I just remember it was Nate. I just remember. I just remember it was Nate. Shout out Nate, great guy. <laughs> All right, and moving on to Indianapolis once again, Gardner Minshew. It'll be this way for the rest of the season. Yep. But honestly, that's not too bad because Gardner Minshew has been competent with this offense. Listen, I, I don't know what to think, considering he had a stinker against the Jaguars, against maybe the best defense right now in the National Football League and the Cleveland Browns, who, I mean, they're playing great ball defensively, uh, the Cleveland Browns are. Gardner Minshew made it look easy. Granted, two rushing touchdowns definitely helped him. Um, 
He's not startable yet, but someone to watch for sure. I don't know. Maybe in deeper leagues. As opposed to who? I don't know. Anybody. Well, it's hard anybody. this week. Well, who's anybody? <laughs> like, you're not going to start Carter Mitchell over Lamar. That's anybody. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's anybody. Like, I, I mean, I doubt anybody has this problem. But, I mean, like, if you have Desmond Ritter, then, yeah, I'd start Minshew over Ritter. Who's drafting Desmond Ritter? Well, that's the point. I mean, are you starting Gardner over Dak? No. Are you starting Gardner over Matt Stafford? No. You starting Gardner over Jared Goff? No. Gardner over Jordan Love? No. Maybe, actually. No, not against the Vikings. Against the Vikings at home? No. No, 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 no. No. Jordan Love has really come come down to earth. It's year. the Vikings at home. This, I know. It's the Vikings at home. That's and a, the Vikings made Brock Purdy look look pretty bad on but Monday. The, the 49ers were also away from Levi. All right. Fine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't know. It's it. We'll see. It's been hit or miss with Gardner. Yeah, it has. It definitely has. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, I think we're in that territory where you can comfortably start him again. So good for good news for that. Yes. But yep. Is uh, Zach Moss still like an option at this yeah, point? He's st- yeah, he's still a flex option. Still a flex option. Obviously, you know, questionable with uh, elbow and, and, and heel injuries. Um, Ooh, keep an eye out for the, for the injury reports on, on Thursday. But yeah, he's he's still a flex, a flex option for sure. And then Michael Pittman, obviously, I think you're starting him. Josh Downs is another um, good start. Mm, eh. Tough matchup no? for Pittman this week against Lattimore. Tough matchup for him. He's he's kind of in the in the Drake London conversation of like high end wide receiver threes. You can start him, but is he a must start? No, no, probably not. I mean, I guess you probably rather have Josh Downs. No, I'm no, I'd still it. rather start Pittman. Really? Yeah, I'd still rather start Pittman. I don't know, but is Downs definitely on the start? Is is Downs startable? Yeah, yeah, he is. I just r- would rather start Pittman. Yeah, it just seemed like Downs got a lot more of the work last week. Well, because. Pittman was dead to the Wolves. Yeah, well, he's from, Ward. Yeah. Well, and he's now, gonna, going up against another great quarterback. So, like, what's the argument? Oh, the argument is Michael Pittman complained. That's the argument. Oh, complaining does work, apparently. Complaining does work. We have seen it. That the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Complaining does work. But after, after this week, though, for Pittman, it does get nice. So he could be a good buy low. If he puts up a stinker, Carolina, New England, Dubai in week 11, Tampa, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Vegas. It's a nice run to end the year for, for Michael Pittman. So definitely on the buy low radar. Yeah. Thanks AJ Brown for complaining and taking all the targets away from Devonta Smith. Uh, Thank you, AJ Brown for making me look like a fucking genius. (laughs) 
Uh, anybody else? Five yards off for being perfect. Um, like you said, downs. Downs is definitely startable. And then outside of that, no other receiver, no other tight end. Absolutely not. All right. And now the biannual matchup of two teams that I hate. New, New England going into Miami to play the Dolphins. Honestly, after last week, I don't know what to think about the outcome of this game. Really? What? Come on. The Dolphins killed the Patriots in Miami. Even when the Dolphins sucked and the Patriots were good. The Dolphins always beat the Patriots at Miami. Yes, but you just this don't know. This was a bogey game for Bill Belichick for a long time. We'll see. We will We will see. I mean, honestly, yeah. There were there were some things that we well who what's knows the, after what's the spread for this game because now I'm curious. It's was that Miami minus nine? I think is what it says on ESPN. Nine, yeah, it is nine. Miami by nine and 46, 46 and a half. That's a big spread for my for Miami, but they're but they're at home though. Hmm. It's a tough one. That that definitely is a tough one. Another cupcake for Miami. Well, this is the this is the kind of game that Miami just performed in. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, so shout, like, out, shout out, Mike McDaniel, great guy, great guy. I I used to not like him, but now friend, we've we've made amends. Great guy. It's because he does that like like tobacco substitute thing, right? Yeah, he's yeah he he uh, he t- he tucks some zins. Oh, do I have, do I have my do I have my uh, my collection in here? No, I don't think I do. I think I'm out. That's that's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah, he pop he pops some zens. Great guy. Yes, I remember the day that I learned about that on the podcast. Like, oh, Adam, you're so innocent. I was like, really? Listen, this podcast, this podcast gets the E next to its name for a reason. We're here to educate about about zens. That's right. The E does not stand for explicit. It stands for educational. Yeah, exactly. Sponsor us, zens. Go for it. You want to send, you want to send me a lifetime supply? Go for it. Flavorless, please. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good. Send send me Adam supply. Yeah, actually, go for it because yeah, no, I don't. Flavorless, I don't please. Uh, you want to start with New England? Let's start yeah. with New England. I mean, surely. Who, who, as you like to say, who, 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 who? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. That's it. Okay, that's it. easy enough. Ramondre Stevenson, full point PPR, definitely. Definitely has gotten better for Ramondre Stevenson. Definitely being utilized more in the passing game. Um, just not there with the touchdowns. But again, this all goes to the argument that we had with the Patriots coming into the year. The 30 touchdown mark was going to be very tough to reach. And it is proving to be that. I think that they are on pace. They are on pace. I did the calculations. They are on pace for 28.7 touchdowns. Yeah, well, there you go. There's your argument. Um, for Miami, a uh, couple big names on the injury report for them, although it is Wednesday, so keep that in mind. But um, Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddle all on the injury report um, for them. Waddle with the back, Raheem Mostert didn't practice with the ankle injury, Raheem, uh, Waddle was limited, and then 
uh, Tyreek Hill was held out of Wednesday with a hip injury. So, um, like I said, it's Wednesday, so monitor that. But we will we'll see. Yeah, we will see. And uh, they might also get uh, Joan Ramsey back this week. Yeah, which would be big lift, big lift for them for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's basically the opposite of New England. Like you're starting almost everybody. Yeah, you're starting Miami. guys. Starting you guys. Starting Tua. You're starting Raheem Mostert. Depending he plays, but I think he will. Uh, if there's Reek and Waddle, you're playing both of them. And there's no tight end that you're starting for the for the Dolphins. I actually heard a, cra- a crazy rumor about the the Dolphins with uh, with a tight end this week. I can't I can't say who the name is, but I I heard a wild one. Oh, I, I hope can't it's say. That. I can't I'm, say. I'm thinking of one that was floated once on the show that made me want to vomit. I'm not going to say what it who it is. Off air, I will, but, um, yeah. Now I'm now I'm curious. Say it. I I, I won't I won't say yes. I won't say no. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Yeah. I, I do remember we having that conversation. Yes. That may that would make me vomit. Yeah, I if, do remember. I do remember us having that conversation. Yeah. I I would not be happy if Kyle Pitts got traded to the Dolphins. As a Jets fan. I would not be happy. I can't comment. For fantasy, it would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it would be. It would be. Yeah. As a biased Jets fan, fuck that. <laughs> it, it, def- it definitely would be, but I can I unfortunately cannot comment. Okay. All right. Uh and then Miami's uh defense, you're starting them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Next game. Jacksonville in Pittsburgh. Going to play the Steelers. Trevor Lawrence has the mini buy to, um, you know, heal up that knee, um, or at least try and rest and recuperate. So that's good. But uh, you still keep monitoring the injury report. He did play on Thursday, so at least you know that's something. And there shouldn't be any reason it why he wouldn't play this week. Best game of the week. season, too. Yeah, and from a fantasy points perspective, it was his best game of the season. Right, and there's no reason that he shouldn't be playing in this game if he played on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, um, you're starting Trevor Lawrence, you're starting Travis Etienne, you're starting Kirk. Um, can, I, can I just go back to Trevor Lawrence? Yes. I would start C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. Interesting. Who are the Texans playing? The Panthers. Ooh. Number one pick versus number two pick. God, they really just have one of these like a year, it seems like. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'm sh- I'm shocked that this is not like a Thursday night game. I'm stunned. Well, they, they uh, love this. They like didn't they have Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson on a Thursday night? That was last year. The first yeah. their their first meeting was on was like week 16 of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they played on Thursday night last year. They did, and that was the game that was pouring rain, and Zach Wilson was terrible, and he got booed. It was the one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my entire life. And now look at Zach Epo. Yeah, look because at Jets Zach. fans believing they can make the playoffs. And when I say Jets fans, I mean Jake. Yeah, there's a chance. 
Like you, you can believe when it's when it's this chance. Jake thinks, it's, thinks it's, it's this chance. He he thinks it's like Eiffel Tower level of chance. The AFC East is vulnerable, so I'll just leave it at that. But you have to beat the Dolphins. Yes. Yeah, beat the Dolphins. And you, Patriots again, or and the Patriots. Well, be, yeah, they have to go to Foxborough and 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 beat the Patriots, which. Which is which is definitely tough, but the two the two matchups that you have against Miami will determine, I think, where you're at. Because if you if you lose both to Miami, then it's 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 wild card. But if you could if you could split with Miami, then with how fractured and 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 weird this division has shaped up to be, yeah, there's definitely a shot. There, there's no doubt a shot. But those Miami games will be huge. Pending, of course, that the Jets can get there and and still be in and around that 500 number. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting three to four week uh, window for them. Yeah, against yeah. the I don't know. Listen, I know that you these are, were... these are all winnable games. These are all winnable games. Yes, look at us talking about the Jets. We're supposed to be talking about Jacksonville. They, they could go six and three. They could they could be six and three. By the time they get to the Buffalo game, and yeah, without Aaron Rodgers, that would be unbelievable if they could do it. Yeah, and then we could go to Foxborough in Week 18 with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and and hell, honestly, if you lose one of those games, say you lose to the Chargers, right? You go five and four. That's still fine. Yeah, but those well, divisional games are just so important. Holy shit! Holy, you gotta take it one game at a time. Yep. All right, let's go back to Jacksonville. Yes, man. Who would have thought? I was talking about CJ Stroud or Trevor Lawrence. Let us here. talk about the Jets. <laughs> it always happens. Yep. I don't know how you deal with me and Jake being Jets fans on and just having to, you know. The problem is Jet. Uh, Jake doesn't have a Jets quota. <laughs> it's uh, it's unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so CJ Stroud. You you want to see? I mean, I I see that with Stroud over Lawrence. Oh, I thought we were, I thought we were, oh, oh I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. I thought we were talking about the te- the Texans. Yeah, I would start Stroud over Lawrence. Stroud's my QB eight this week. Yeah. So, but I still think that Trevor Lawrence could be worth it. Oh yeah, he could he could be worth it. I mean, not everybody has the option to pivot to CJ Stroud, but he's the only waiver wire quarterback that more likely is out there that you can go and pick up right away and start over Trevor Lawrence. Outside of that, they're all established guys that are probably rostered in uh, in a fair amount of leagues. So he's still, he's a low end QB one for me, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, this game could potentially either get out of hand or could be like kind of tight with Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, their defense is good um, mostly and they play team stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, but th- for the most part, right? The most part, Jaguars games don't get too out of hand, where they're blowing teams out of the water. For the most part, like, all right, they beat they beat the Colts by a combined twenty seven points, ten in week one, and then in week six by seventeen. But Saints was a seven point game. Bills was a five point game. 
Falcons, they they took care of 16-point game. Then the Texans, they got slaughtered. The Chiefs, they lost by eight. Yeah. So then that's beneficial to Trevor. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is and this is a good Pittsburgh defense, too. Yeah, it is. Uh TJ Watt's gonna try and wreak havoc. Yeah, for sure. In, um, and then you know, ETN, like I said, you're starting yep. him. Yep. yep, yep, Kirk and Ridley. I think you could probably start both of them. Yes, Bird. How many spot difference do you think there is between Kirk and Ridley in my rankings? Um, I'm gonna say three. Nope. Higher or lower? L- uh, higher. 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 Ten. Higher. Twenty. Lower. Fifteen. Higher. Eighteen. Sixteen. Sixteen spots. Kirk is my wide receiver. Seventeen. Calvin Ridley is my wide receiver. Thirty-three. You are not, you are not high on Calvin Ridley. Although, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like taking my victory lap. This is nice. This is a nice feeling. It's a very, very, very nice feeling. You could start both of them. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't. But I think Kirk is just he's the guy that you wanna that you wanna be starting right now. Yeah, I mean, it's been like this for basically all but one week of the season. So Yeah, it was week one. Yes. I was willing to concede defeat. Stupid decision. You never you never admit to your you never admit you're wrong in week one. That's just how it is. Christian Kirk to the fucking moon. Sorry for swearing. And then Evan Ingram, you're starting. Start already. We talked about how much we love Evan Ingram on this show. So super yeah. consistent, super super consistent. Gets the seven eight targets every single week. But the Steelers have been very good against tight ends. So we're gonna put that that theory is gonna be put to the test. Mister consistent versus a defense that's been really really good at stopping the tight end position. Only one touchdown allowed to the tight end position this year by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Evan Ingram has not scored yet. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, with those numbers, it doesn't look like that's changing. We could hope. We could hope that it will. Yeah. And then for Pittsburgh, um, are you starting Kenny Pickett? Uh, no. No. I, I the matchup is nice, but no. It's too it's no, it's too cute. Too, too, too cute. And then the running back question. Every week we're going to have this question about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. At least they had, they did kind of well last week against Los Angeles. Well, just when we thought that the split, you know, was going to be pretty 50 50, Najee out touched Jalen Warren 17 to 7. So I think it's Najee, but I don't want to start either one of them, to be completely honest. Yeah. And they're flex level plays, but they're stinky flex level plays. Hopefully, you have better options. But honestly, you picked Najee. Oh, Harris I hope the, so. I hope you do. You picked Harris in the third round, so yeah, yeah. Well, I picked that. Whatever. Never mind. That was silly. It didn't. It was. That was silly. 
And then uh, George Pickens, that guy, he's great. Yeah, start him. Start him. Same with Deontay Johnson in full point PPR. Start him. And then uh, Pat Fryermuth. IR. Oh, so IR. no Pat Fryermuth. Nope. No Pat Fryermuth and no Steelers tight end. Okay. Great. Next up, Chiefs at mile high against Denver. Uh, this game is going to be boring. Hopefully the altitude is too high for Taylor Swift. Sorry, did I say that? I'm sure she's done she's done concerts at Denver, I'm sure. Or in Salt Lake. Oh, come on. Let people have let people enjoy things. No, nah, I'm good. Okay. I okay. tried. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, people. I tried. These people agree with me. <laughs> These people agree with me. I'm in the let people enjoy things crowd. And I'm in the crowd of I don't need to see Taylor Swift every five goddamn seconds. I mean, there's a line, but still. Every five fucking seconds. <laughs> to quote the Sopranos, I'm not having this conversation again. Oh, so what? We're just going to take, we're going to see what I'm going to do here. Pun absolutely intended. We're going to tailor to the Swifties. And we're oh. gonna show we're gonna show their their queen every five seconds. That way they just keep they're staying tuned. So that way they just see their glimpse of Taylor. Like fuck off. I hate that pun so much. It's I hate it because it's good. Thank you. Thank you. That's a compliment. I know it's yeah. good. I said it purely out of spite. Okay. Denver. You're starting your guys for the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco is a is a PPR guy at this point, but still. And the Denver Broncos allow the most points to the running back position. You are starting them. Yes. And when I say them, I mean Isaiah Pacheco. But to their credit, the last four weeks, only one touchdown allowed. The bulk of their points that they've conceded were was against, of course, the Dolphins when the Dolphins Ooh, I wonder had who that one touchdown rushing yards and five touchdowns against them. I wonder who that one rushing touchdown was to. Uh that would be one Brees Hall. Uh that's nice. Which by the way, check it out. Check it out on uh, on Fantasy Pros. Bold predictions column this week for all the uh, Jets and Giants fans out there. My bold prediction this week is about the Jets and the Giants game. Go check it out fantasypros.com. Please don't put a hex on the on anybody. The bird jinx. Don't do it. Bird jinx. More like the bird seal of approval. <laughs> okay. Bird jinx. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Any receivers on the Chiefs? I don't know. Maybe I was going to put the bird jinx on him. Okay, great. Makes things easy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say who you want to start. Because I can't say a fucking word. So go for it. <laughs> Rashi Rice is good. I'm sorry. I want to put because I jinx players too. It's a thing. So we'll just sit here in silence. <laughs> I can't fucking speak because I apparently put the jinx on everything. <laughs> Dickhead. Okay. 
well, whatever. I think that Rashi Rice is a good start this week for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he has been for the uh, past couple of weeks. And Travis Kelsey, obviously, you're starting as well. Okay, cool. Uh, for Denver, I don't like Russell Wilson, and frankly, I don't know why anybody would. Fuck him. Uh, fuck him oh. and fuck you. <laughs> if that's your hate for Russell Wilson is so strong that you will break your your vow of silence just to tell just to say fuck him. Yeah, and fuck you. Okay, I'll group you two together. Okay. No, no, never Russell Wilson ever. And I, Javante Williams looked good last game, but honestly, that's that is an Adam Jinx for he sure. He should have scored. He should have scored. Because I said that Javante Williams was terrible, like very terrible, and then he did that. I was like, oh, I look pretty bad. The Broncos are just are just terrible, but things are looking better for. Javante. They're looking better-ish. Um, he's a low-end RB2. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want I, to. Yeah. And especially in a week with no buys, I don't I don't like it. Right. Right. I wouldn't want to, but put it this way. I go back and forth between Javante Williams and Damian Pierce because Pierce has the matchup but the problem is, is that Pierce also has the Devin Singletary issue now. Where it seems like Javante has shaken off Jaleel McLaughlin at least a little bit. Yeah. And then Corlin Sutton is the only receiver at this point that you're starting for the Broncos. Uh y- yes. Yes. You were hope you are true you're starting Corlin Sutton and you were hoping Jerry Judy gets traded to a real team. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Couldn't say it much better myself. And then nobody tight end wise. For the Absolutely Broncos. not. All right. We are moving on. Last game. And it is the Bears. Oh, God. This is on Sunday night. Oh. Well, Adam, at least we won't have to worry about uh, our recording going into going too late in the, into Sunday night football because, God, this is a brutal game. But, Sorry. but. Could be the last game for Brandon Staley. Hallelujah. Tyson Bajan under the bright lights. Yep. Let's go oh. Bears. Let's go Bears. I want to see Brandon Staley fired on at midfield. <laughs> at midfield. At midfield. Uh, on national tre- television. I want to see him giving his papers. Out of a trebuchet. A- out of a fucking trebuchet. Yep. Yeah, Justin Fields is doubtful. So it probably will be Tyson Bajan, you'd think. Yeah, and you're not starting him. No. Yeah. No, never. Um, Roshan Johnson. Rooting for him, though. I don't I want it to seem like I'm not rooting for him. I'm rooting for him, but no. Yeah. Um, Roshan Johnson, he is questionable heading into this game. I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Uh, he he practiced in full on on Wednesday. He's basically at the one yard line in terms of clearing concussion protocol. Uh, that was from the mouth of Matt Eberflus. So it looks like Roshan Johnson is going to play. 
I just kind of think Deonta Foreman did enough last week where Deonta Foreman has the right to at least get the first touch and then kind of go from there. And I'm I'm backing Deonta Foreman to be the guy who leads the backfield for the Chicago Bears. And what happened last week with Deonta Foreman sucks for Roshan Johnson. Like if Deonta Foreman was ineffective, then Roshan Johnson has a clear pathway to get the first, the first te- team touches by himself. But the fact that Deonta Foreman was so good last week he, he has a right to get some work here, and it's probably going to be a split between Foreman and Johnson. How much Johnson gets if not playing for two weeks, coming back from the concussion, uh, has yet, yet to be seen. I have Foreman ranked higher than Johnson. I probably will stay that way even after Roshan Johnson more than likely clears concussion protocol. All right. Couldn't have said it any better. Um, DJ Moore, you're starting Start him. him. Start him. Yeah, he's he, been the only works. thing DJ Moore – the only thing that DJ Moore did not do versus the Raiders was score. And he had plenty of opportunities to to do so. I think it gets worked out this week. The Chargers secondary, as we know, absolutely stinks. Uh, I think DJ Moore, this could be a big game for for DJ Moore on Sunday. I think he scores versus the Chargers, so I'm starting him. All right. Uh, big uh, get-right game for the San- – I – that's almost a Freudian slip. I almost said San Diego Chargers. I don't it know was why. Out. It definitely was coming out. I don't know why. It's been it's been eight years. It has been eight years. Or no, it's been six years. Six? Yeah, it's been six years. You're right. It's been six years. But it, it happens. Um I I don't know. I haven't gone into Oakland Raiders yet. But it not happened. yet. Not yet. No, give it give it another three years, and and, and may, maybe you will. But yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers, San Diego Chargers, just rolls off the tongue so much more. It does yeah, it so much does. better? It definitely does. Um, the L.A. Chargers. This is a get a get right game for them after losing in Dallas or losing against Dallas, and then losing in heartbreaking fashion against Kansas City, which I guess they always lose in heartbreaking fashion. Is the Chargers? True. True. Um. But like you're starting Justin Herbert, even though Justin Herbert isn't really like doing a lot for you this year. Um, he has been bad. Yeah, which is crazy because Keenan Allen has be- has had a a historic season, but Justin Herbert has been bad. All I will say is if Justin Herbert, if Justin Herbert were quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, he'd be getting eviscerated. But because he's the quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, he gets a free pass. Justin Herbert has looked very Tony Romo-ish, which is not a bad thing. I said this on the in the AFC show, or the NFC show, whatever whatever show I said this on, that Justin Herbert has looked Tony Romo-ish, which isn't a bad thing. But Tony Romo gets a lot of stick for reasons unbeknownst to me. But the slight is that Justin Herbert was supposed to be in the class of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And he's looked far from that. It has to be said. Yeah. Well, basically, Tony Romo, his entire career has gotten the blame for things that were mainly caused by his defense. Absolutely. Tony Romo, Tony Romo has never had a team. And the parallels are very similar between Herbert and Romo. Very, very similar. Although they don't, they don't have teams. They've been belated by horrific coaching. And they have the tendency in bigger moments to throw picks. 
Yeah, I think there was some stat like Justin Herbert has thrown like one of he's like one of the leaders in fourth quarter picks in his yep. entire career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also, I mean, it has to be said as well. Look at the playoff success for Justin Herbert or lack thereof. Yeah, well, and like and like I've said a thousand times, Herbert was quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He'd be called every last word in the book. Crazy thing is, I would take him as quarterback of the Jets any day. Uh, of the week. Thousand, I would take him as quarterback of the Cowboys in a heartbeat. Herbert is great, but the problem Justin is Herbert. that he's he he is stuck with shitty, awful coaching. Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley should be arrested for theft for what he's taken away from Justin Herbert. Well, at least Justin Herbert has the, they already signed him to that big contract. So oh, he's getting his he's getting his money, but the the, the teams that Brandon Staley has coached have been freaking terrible. Yeah, and it's taken away from really. What should be the prime years of, of of Justin Herbert? I mean, we've had three years of this now. Yeah, well, the first year was was terrible with Anthony Lynn, where they kept blowing leads in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and, and then, then and then it was Brandon Staley when he lost a playoff game to Rich Passaccia. Yeah, wait, oh yeah, because he couldn't tie. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to tie the fucking. Oh, idiot. sorry, no, that was the that was the last week of the regular season. My apologies. It wasn't. It wasn't near a playoff game. My mistake. Yeah, that so was a win you, and in. Win, sorry, win, tie, or end. He could have tied. Yeah, and they could win, have both made the play- <laughs> And they could have both made the playoffs. But he's like, no, nah, fuck you. Yep, yep, idiot. And, uh, and that was his first year. And then Look, he, I, I've seen Jason Garrett as a head coach in National Football League. I watched Jason Garrett on my sideline for ten years. Brandon Staley is a worse head coach than Jason Garrett. Yeah, well, at least Jason Garrett like makes the playoffs. Yeah, and that's true. That's and, true. Has won, and has division titles under his belt. Yes, and has won playoff games. True, true. Um, yeah, so does he have a Super Bowl ring? Jason Garrett? Yeah, with like the... As a 90s. player, yes. Yeah. As a player, yes. Anyway, so Justin Herbert, you're starting him cautiously, but like, I mean... I don't know. Going back to that you start discussion. Yeah, you, you start him. You start him. The matchup is great. The matchup is great at home. Chicago defense stinks. You start him. Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler, you start that guy. Yeah, obviously. you start him. Yep. Keenan Allen having a historic season. You're starting him. Starting Josh, him. Yes. Josh Palmer. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. As, he, a, as, a, as a flex in 12-team leagues, absolutely. I could see it. Yeah, Josh Palmer did pop up in the injury report, though. So just keep that in mind. Um. Let me see what it was. I saw it. He is. I, I believe it was like a knee or, a, yeah, was, or an ankle. It was a knee. 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 Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, if if Palmer doesn't go, maybe we'll f- see the breakout for Quentin Johnston. If, if honestly, Josh Palmer, if Josh Palmer doesn't go, Quentin Johnson is definitely appealing. Yeah, and then um, depending on the situation with Gerald Everett, uh, you might. I think you said this what was it you said this last on Sunday. Yeah, he Maybe left Donald that game with the, with the hip. Yeah, and then Donald Parham could be a, a start if ever it doesn't play. Without a doubt, yes. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. And then that's it. That's it. I think. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.